Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Scholes, and today we have part two of the story of the brave little tailor. We've left off with our brave tailor, has gone off and killed seven flies at one time, and with that, he is heading off into the wide world where he meets a giant. The giant thinks that he's too small to do anything good, but the tailor shows him the girdle that he created, which has seven at one time emblazoned across it, and has challenged the giant to read what sort of a fellow he is. And with that, this is part two of The Brave Little Tailor. The giant read, Seven and a blow, and thinking they were human beings the tailor had slain, he conceived a certain respect for the little man. But first he thought he'd test him, so taking up a stone in his hand, he squeezed it till some drops of water ran out. Now you do the same, said the giant, if you really wish to be thought strong. Is that all? said the little tailor. That's child's play to me. So he dived into his wallet, brought out the cheese, and pressed it till the whey ran out. My squeeze was in sooth better than yours, said he. The giant didn't know what to say, for he couldn't have believed it of the little fellow. To prove him again, the giant lifted a stone and threw it so high that the eye could hardly follow it. Now, my little pygmy, let me see you do that. Well thrown, said the tailor, but after all your stone fell to the ground, I'll throw one that won't come down at all. He dived into his wallet again, and grasping the bird in his hand, he threw it up into the air. The bird, enchanted to be free, soared up into the sky and flew away never to return. Well, what do you think of that little piece of business, friend? asked the tailor. You can certainly throw, said the giant, but now let's see if you can carry a proper weight. With these words, he led the tailor to a huge oak tree, which had been felled to the ground, and said, If you are strong enough, help me to carry the tree out of the wood. Most certainly, said the little tailor. Just you take the trunk on your shoulder, I'll bear the top and branches, which is certainly the heaviest part. The giant laid the trunk on his shoulder, but the tailor sat at his ease among the branches, and the giant, who couldn't see what was going on behind him, had to carry the whole tree and the little tailor into the bargain. There he sat behind in the best of spirits, lustily whistling a tune as if carrying the tree were mere sport. The giant, after dragging the heavy weight for some time, could get on no further and shouted, I, I must let the tree fall. The tailor sprang nimbly down, seized the tree as if he had been carrying it all along, and said to the giant, Fancy a big lout like you not being able to carry a tree. They continued to go on their way together, and as they passed by a cherry tree, the giant grasped the top of it, where the ripest fruit hung, gave the branches into the tailor's hand, and bade him eat. But the little tailor was far too weak to hold the tree down and when the giant let go, the tree swung back into the air, bearing the tailor with it. When he had fallen to the ground again without hurting himself, the giant said, What? Do you mean to tell me that you haven't the strength to hold down a feeble twig? It wasn't strength that was wanting, replied the tailor. Do you think that would have been anything for a man who has killed seven at a blow? I jumped over the tree because the huntsmen are shooting among the branches near us. Do you do the like if you dare? The giant made an attempt, but couldn't get over the tree, and stuck fast in the branches, so that here, too, the little tailor had the better of him. Well, you're a fine fellow after all, said the giant. Come and spend the night with us in our cave. The little tailor willingly consented to do this, and following his friend, they went on till they reached a cave where several other giants were sitting around a fire, each 
holding a roast sheep in his hand of which he was eating. The little tailor looked about him and thought, Yes, there's certainly more room to turn round in here than in my workshop. The giant showed him a bed and bade him lie down and have a good sleep. But the bed was too big for the little tailor, so he didn't get into it, but crept away into the corner. At midnight, when the giant thought the little tailor was fast asleep, he rose up and taking his big iron walking stick, he broke the bed in two with a blow, and thought he had made an end of the little grasshopper. At early dawn, the giants went off to the wood and quite forgot about the little tailor, until, all of a sudden, they met him trudging along in the most cheerful manner. The giants were terrified at the apparition, and fearful lest he should slay them, they all took to their heels as fast as they could. And that is the end of part two of The Brave Little Tailor, and we'll see just how intelligent the tailor is as he finds himself traveling without his giant friend. This is Dan Scholes for The Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Threads and Instagram at Folktale Project, and you can find us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. As always, thank you so much for listening.